This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello. My name is Alec Feldman. I do a radio show on Wizard Radio Station every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m. UK time. And this is the podcast of that radio show. It's all the best bits without the music, maybe some of the rubbish bits as well, mainly just the whole show, minus the songs. Every week we're going to release it so you can catch up on what's happened on the show this week. Just one thing to mention, I give out our contact details quite a lot throughout the course of the show, so you'll hear that on this podcast. But obviously, it's a podcast, it's pre-recorded. So if you do send in a message about something I'm talking about to the numbers I say, I mean, I'm not going to read it because it's already happened. It's in the past. It's pre-recorded and no one's going to see it anyway. But here's the worst bit. You might still get charged for it depending on how you send it. And even if you don't get charged for it, it's still a waste of your time. It's a waste of my time. It's a waste of everybody's time. And so I just wouldn't bother. If you would like to join in with the show and send me your stories or play our games, then you can do that just by listening live every Saturday afternoon, 3 to 5 p.m. UK time on Wizard Radio Station. So that's that out of the way. All there is left to say now is enjoy the podcast, subscribe to it, and maybe leave a little review as well saying how great it is. Not if you don't like it, though. If you hate it, don't bother. Thank you very much. Here's the podcast. This is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alex Feldman. What? What do you mean it's Alex Feldman with a C? Oh, this is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alec with a C. Feldman. Hello, I'm Lewis Capaldi, and I'm spending my Saturday doing the perfect weekend activity. I'm going to Aldi. That's right. Lewis Capaldi is going to Aldi. I just love all the great value products I can get here. It's so much cheaper than in the big four supermarkets. Maybe you want to get a special present for someone you loved. Get yourself down to the special buys aisle where we're doing a 45-piece power drill set for only $39.99. Or maybe you'd be interested in some meats. We sell sausages from British farms. Mmm, I love sausages. Yummy. So, hold me while you wait in the checkout. This is Lewis Capaldi, leaving Aldi. It's Saturday. It's 3 o'clock. Now, live from London, Alec Feldman. Hello. Dermot Kennedy and outnumbered on Wizard Radio before that. Ed Sheeran chants the rapper would cross me. Hi, everybody. It's Alec Feldman here. I'm here on the radio live till 5 o'clock. I hope you are good and having a nice Saturday. After all the stress and chaos of the show last week that, that happened by the skin of its teeth like really really close to not happening this one's this one's fine that's the good news for you i'm settled i'm happy everything is ready in front of me there is no element of jeopardy everything is fine so you can relax i can relax and we can have a nice show this week on it before five o'clock i'm a real grown-up now something has happened this week that's led me to that conclusion i'll tell you what before four o'clock it's 50 years of the moon um, also talking about big boats and Donald Trump's reshuffle. Also, Six Second Guide is on Connect 4 at the unusual time of 4.20 today. We'll launch it at normal time, 5 to 4, but then we're actually doing it at 20 past 4. We just had to rejig a few things. And from 4.30, this is just a one-off, not every week, a whole half hour that I'm calling People Are Dumb. I found these three stories and I thought they'd go quite well together because they're all about 
people being a bit stupid, just kind of the dumbest of humanity all together. Three news stories. I'm sharing them all with you between 4.30 and 5. And then Mars Bukowski's here with the Unstoppable Session with NTS talking about pop culture. So a good few hours of radio coming up. Before all that happens, let's do This Week I Learned. This Week I Learned. So I've got three lessons for you that I have learned this week and I'm telling you so you don't have to. Lesson number one. This week I learned, don't tell people at work you have nothing to do because they will give you something. Um, Because I'm on my summer holiday from uni, I'm doing various bits and pieces of work at the moment. Um, And various places actually. I was in an office for one of my several jobs this week. And I kind of had a bit of time to kill because I didn't actually have to do anything till about three o'clock and this was about half nine. And I was like, I don't know what to do with myself now. I've got, I've got nothing to do. Big mistake. Because they were just like, oh, really? Maybe you can, uh, you can help us out today. And they just had me running loads of errands and doing actual work. Manual labour. They had me cleaning bird poo off a flag. That was my job for part of that day. So I just shouldn't have said anything. I should have just been like, yeah, I've got plenty to do. Don't worry about me. Because I told them I had nothing to do. They gave me loads of slightly rubbish jobs. I had to go to the shops as well to buy seven gift cards from one place. It was a weird day's work. I don't really know what my job is. I just kind of do the stuff they tell me to do. So just don't tell people that you've got nothing to do because they'll find stuff for you to do. And it will be difficult, boring, or both. In this case, it was just difficult. I would have preferred to just chill for six hours and be paid for it. But there we go. So that's lesson number one. Lesson number two. This again relates to my slightly weird, ambiguous job that I'm doing at the moment, which is kind of part-time. People are surprisingly unfazed by a lion on the streets. Because that's that's another thing I was doing this week. Going out onto the streets of Leeds with, with a person in a lion costume. You know, a big lion costume with the hat and everything. Full-on mane. Lion was wearing a bright orange t-shirt. And it was some big stunt that I was a part of. People had to find the lion and they'd win something. Cool. But nobody nobody on the streets was that surprised. They were just walking along, didn't even look at the lion. You don't see a lion, even if it's just a person in a lion costume, on the streets of West Yorkshire most days. And yet when there is one, people are just like, yeah, don't care, cool. Just ignoring the lion. There was a whole stream, loads of people getting out of the train station. Walking along, the lion was stood there, right in front of them, impossible to avoid, and they were just like, looking straight forward, tunnel vision, not interested in this lion. So, people are surprisingly unfazed. And lesson number three, if someone gives you money by mistake, don't question it. This doesn't end well. This happened to me. I got a cheque in the post. I know cheques, how old are I got a cheque in the post for 225 quid. Um from my landlord and I was like why are they sending me this they, they probably shouldn't have sent me this so I had two options at this point I could have put the cheque in my bank account spent the money had a lovely time or told them about the cheque knowing that they probably sent it to me by mistake and were going to ask for it back I was an idiot I did the second thing I was like listen you've, you've sent me this are you sure you did this on purpose or was this a mistake and they were like oh yeah it was a mistake thanks so much for telling us and I was like oh Okay, and they, they asked me to, to shred the cheque and they were going to cancel it at the bank. And I did send an email back saying, hey, how about you give me free 225 quid for my honesty? And they were just like, no, we can't do that. So I talked myself out of 225 quid this week because I questioned the money that just appeared in the post. So this is what we've learned. Don't tell people at work you've got nothing to do because they'll give you stuff to do and it won't be fun. People are surprisingly interested in a massive lion just roaming around the streets. And if someone gives you money by mistake, don't question it. I want to talk to you about some big boat snacks first. Julia Michaels hurt again this Wizard Radio. Julia Michaels is hurt again. Typical. It was uh, on Wizard Radio. (laughs) It's Alec. Uh, Billie Eilish plays in a second. Extinction Rebellion are back then. Do you remember a few months ago over kind of Easter-ish time? They were shutting down London. They had a massive camp out at Hyde Park Corner. And then they went away for it. They're back. They've been doing stuff all across the country this week, including in Leeds, where I've been. They closed a bridge for literally five days. And um, I find them quite interesting as a campaign group with very noble aims. I can't make my mind up. There's one part of me that's like, oh, these guys, yes. Go on, guys. I love it. 
cause as much destruction as you can. And then there's the other sort of boring part of me that's like, mm, but really, it's, it's it's kind of annoying to people. I'm like, who cares? I, I haven't really made my mind about them yet. I think they're quite cool. Um, and I've been noticing on their social media, of in all the pictures of the little demos and campouts they're doing, they've always got a boat. And this boat intrigues me, actually, because I kind of wonder where it comes from. It's not like a tiny little inflatable boat. These are always big, proper rowing boats, life-size. You can get a lot of people in there, and they just have them, and they're like the big symbol of their demonstrations. The focal point is a massive, brightly colored boat. But where does it come from, and how does it get there is what I want to know. Do you think like they phone up a boat hire company, and they're like, hey, guys, can we have a boat, please? And they're like, yeah, sure, absolutely. What do you need it for? And they're just like, hmm, uh, you, you know what, don't worry about that. Just, just, we need it, okay? Doesn't matter what for, you don't need to know. And the boat company's like, okay, cool. So uh, which river or lake would you like us to drop it off to? And they're like, actually, guys, uh, don't drop it off to a river. Can you just put it on, on a bridge, please? Just leave it there in the middle of the road. And they'll be like, eh, okay, this is, this is kind of weird. That kind of fascinates me, just the process of hiring out these brightly coloured boats. Either that or someone who is an Extinction Rebellion activist just owns lots of boats that they're willing to donate to the cause for the greater good. They have their boats. I just, I think the big boats are quite cool. I want to know how they get there. That's all. They can't sail them if it's on a road. There's no water. So maybe someone just drops them off in a truck. That's probably the actual answer, but... You know, I'd rather think about my my fantasy other way of getting there instead. I also accidentally had a conversation with some Extinction Rebellion people this week. I didn't realise who they were. Um, again, I was I was working. This time, my, my weird, varied job, I was trying to get people to win a holiday to Disneyland. So I went up to them and I was like, Hey guys, would you like to win a holiday to Disneyland? Just not knowing who they were, thinking they were just people sat on a bench. And the, guys, the guy asked... Um, will we be flying there? And I was like, hmm, that's a kind of weird question. Why is he asking that? And then I saw his badge with the little Extinction Rebellion logo on the two triangles. And I was like, ah, okay. Yeah, that makes total sense because the Extinction Rebellions they want to fly, obviously. Um, surprisingly, shockingly, they weren't that interested in, in the holiday. They were more interested in saving the planet. So fair enough. They had their big loud hailer and their sleeping bags and tents and everything. I was like, oh, of course it was Extinction Rebellion. I realise this now. But yeah, that, that's my <laughs> my take on Extinction Rebellion. Um, I think I think they're done now for a bit, but they'll be back, I'm sure, and we can talk more about their massive boats. On the way next, something I've put on this little bit of paper that tells me what's coming up. 50 years of the moon. Um, not entirely accurate, but we will talk more about the moon and 50 years of it after Billie Eilish. She's done a song with Justin Bieber. It's the same song, but now Bieber's on it. Here's Bad Guy. Billie Eilish and Justin Bieber, Bad Guy. What do you do if you've run out of ideas? Just get someone else to feature on a song you've already done, re-release it, boom, more money in the bank. Billie Eilish, she's young, but she's very commercially savvy. Mabel and Glowy play soon as Alec on Wizard Radio. Hey. And today, it's 50 years of the moon. Happy moon day, everyone. Um, that's right. The moon is 50 years old today. They invented it 50 years ago. There wasn't a moon and then there was one. And that's why it's 50 years of the moon. Okay, not quite. I've, I've called it 50 years of the moon, but actually it's more like 50 years since astronauts first walked on the moon. It's not quite the same, but 50 years of the moon has a nicer ring to it. And it's a really big thing and it's quite cool that, you know, 50 years today, 20th of July, 1969, Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and the other one walked on the moon, except the other one didn't actually walk on the moon. That must be, that must suck, being the guy that was on Apollo 11 and didn't actually get to walk on the moon. But yeah, the other two, they did get to go out. They walked on the moon, one small step for man, blah, blah, blah. Happy days, US flag on the moon that, that uh, blew in the wind, even though the moon has no atmosphere. Was it faked? Who knows, it wasn't. And um, it's, it's quite a cool day, an historic day that is being marked. And kind of, space travel has kind of slowed down these days. They do stuff at Space Station, but we're not really sending people to the moon anymore because I guess been there, done that. Quite expensive to send rockets to the moon. Uh, so nobody's really bothering. And I think Richard Branson at one point, he was trying to do all that Virgin Space thing, Virgin Galactic. 
I don't know whether that's still on when he wanted to send people on flights to the moon just for a day trip, but it's not really happening. Oh, apparently it is still on. The moon is, Virgin Galactic is still a thing. I don't know how close it is to being mainstream, but people don't really go to the moon anymore is the point I'm trying to make. So I'm thinking maybe, maybe we should start again. I know Donald Trump, he kind of wants to get people to the moon again, just as a vain glory hunting project. I think China's working on getting people to the moon, but who should we send to the moon? That is, that's the big question of the current people in the human race that exist and are alive. Which of them deserve to go to the moon? I'm sure there's lots of deserving people, astronauts, uh, scientists, physicists who've dedicated their whole life to understanding space, or people that dreamed their whole life of going to the moon, the incredibly rich who have enough money to get on a Virgin Galactic flight to the moon. But also, the totally intolerable, utterly despicable human beings that you just can't stand at all and you would happily send on a one-way trip to the moon and just leave them there and the, the rocket can come back or not i don't it doesn't really matter but the people they stay on the moon forever this could be a huge opportunity here to get rid of the people on the planet that we don't like i'm not talking about like a space-based genocide of entire races here that is definitely not what i'm advocating it's a million miles away from that i'm thinking more like piers morgan we could send him to the moon we don't want to kill him we can make sure he's got somewhere to live on the moon but just send him to the moon and don't let him come back donald trump again you know all the obvious ones they could they could just go to the moon if donald trump wants to send astronauts to the moon so much he can he can be the first in line send the donald to the moon he can stay there and so i'm looking for suggestions of people you would like to send on a one-way trip to the moon and we can just leave them there to start their own moon community of, of horrible annoying people so if you've got any suggestions they can be famous they can be people you know it can be either politicians tv presenters radio presenters but don't say me who do you want to send to the moon 07807 183 538 this is what neil armstrong and buzz aldrin wanted for the future they wanted in 50 years time a radio presenter to be doing a text in about who should be left on the moon forever this is what they wanted station at wizardradio.co.uk or send a message on facebook facebook.com slash wizardradio drop a message on there who would you send on a one-way trip to the moon i want suggestions celebrities friends it all goes we're not going to kill them they'll live happily ever after they'll just be on the moon away from the rest of us that's all Chloe is coming up first. His Mabel, Mad Love. This is Alec Feldman, the podcast. It's Chloe, and I'm good on Wizard Radio before that Mabel and Mad Love. My name is Alec Feldman. Welcome to my radio show. Thanks for listening to it. It's on until five o'clock this afternoon. And then the Unstoppable Sessions with NCS. Mars Wikulski talking about pop culture and online communities. Stick around for that. Stick around for the end of my show as well. There's still loads of it left. And we are celebrating today 50 years of the moon the moon's 50 today or at least human beings landing on it and walking on it is 50 because it's the 50th anniversary of neil armstrong and buzz aldrin and the other guy landing there and walking there so i in recognition of that fact i wanted to ask the question that i know they would have wanted me to ask which is who do you want to send on a one-way trip to the moon in other words which people in your life slash famous people can you not stand? And there's, there's been an uptake. Lots of people willing to send their friends, family, favourite celebrities to the moon forever and ever. Not to die, just to live happily ever after in a little bubble without everyone else. Jasmine says, I have a few people I would like to send on a one-way trip to the moon. But to categorise them, I would say people who purposely do things to get a reaction. People like Katie Hopkins and to some extent... Taylor Swift. They just annoy me so much. Also, though not necessarily famous people, there's this boy in my class at school who just screams things randomly in class to annoy the teacher who would like to get rid of as well. A lot to grapple with here. Katie Hopkins and Taylor Swift, I feel like they're not normally people that would necessarily be classed together as the same, but actually it, it does make a lot of sense, you know. 
a lot of people who like Katie Hopkins also like Taylor Swift. No smoke without fire, that's all I'm saying. And um, and also, people that scream shout out in class. Yeah, I mean, they're quite funny. I think classroom would be a sadder, more boring place if it wasn't for the really annoying kids. But this is Jasmine's shuttle. And if Jasmine wants to admit Katie Hopkins, Taylor Swift, and the boy in his class who shouts out stuff at the teacher to the moon, then that's what we're going to have to do. Uh, see you in space, guys. Bye-bye. Have a good journey. Harry says, this isn't a person, but I'd like to send Old Town Road by Lil Nas X to the moon. I really like him, but that song is getting on my nerves, so I'd like to get rid of it as soon as possible. You say you say it's getting on your nerves, but you know that there's going to be another 10 remixes before that song's run its course. You know it. Um, we could send that to the moon, but to do that, we'd have to delete it off every streaming platform that exists. Delete every downloaded copy of it that exists. Then go around to all the music shops, buying every CD. If the CD's still on, <laughs> do you think you can get a CD of Lil Nas X and Old Town Road anywhere? Buy every CD and destroy it. And then put their remains onto a shuttle to the moon. It would be quite complicated. Maybe, maybe it would just be easier to send Lil Nas X to the moon. Although, he seems like quite a cool guy. Um, he rocks like a sequin cowboy outfit like no one I've ever seen before. So I think he should stay personally. But listen, Harry, I guess if you want to donate your space on the moon shuttle to Lil Nas X or his song, then okay, fine. I'll allow it. Old Town Road is off to the moon. One way trip. Actually, <laughs> you know, you know when they send things out to space, like a space shuttle, they always include things. So if aliens find it, they'll know what the human race is like just bits of information bits of i don't know tinned food they'll send some baked beans up there and photos newspapers maybe and a cd or or an mp3 player something like that so that they can hear what earth music sounds like maybe we'll just put that song on the mp3 player so when aliens find the space shuttle and they want to hear what humans listen to um then they'll play that and they'll hear old town road and be like wow these human beings have terrible taste in music who knows there's an idea. Um, the number one listener of the show, Benny, has been on. He says, this is this is for producer James, because he's probably thinking it. He wants to put Rita Ora on the space shuttle. No explanation required. That's really kind of you, Benny, mate, actually. You're giving up your one place that you can... Well, I, I never said it was one place, did I? You're giving up your space on the shuttle to producer James to choose someone he also dislikes. And you're sending Rita Ora to the moon on a one-way trip on James' behalf. That is so kind, so thoughtful. You really are the finest listener. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm sure James is really grateful. Um, Gideon as well says, I'm sure everyone could agree with me on this, but Donald Trump and Boris Johnson should both be sent to the moon together. If Boris loves Donald so much, then I'm sure he would love the opportunity to spend the rest of eternity with him. And Trump needs to go up there, even if he doesn't want to, because he's just bad energy. Yeah, I'd, I'd happily send Trump there, like I said. He can go to the moon, but actually that is a very good suggestion, sending Boris with him. They can all argue and bicker and talk about whatever it is they talk about together on the moon where no one else has to has to hear it. That would be so much better. Um, before we know it, the moon will probably have declared independence from Earth and who knows what could happen. But, but that's fine. It's not our problem because Trump and Boris will both be on the moon. Bye, guys. But imagine, you know all the urban myths about the man on the moon and the nursery rhymes imagine if it was them trump and boris are the men on the moon they really take the sort of the cuteness out of the nursery rhymes somehow don't they and um i think last one i got time for the last person that we'll be sending to the moon on the 50th anniversary of the moon landings is from joshua my history teacher needs to get a one-way trip to the moon she's one of those teachers who just screams at every opportunity there's no levels with her she's either chill or screaming at you and i'm so over it Okay, I forgot my homework. I don't understand what shouting achieves. Yeah, fair enough. She can go up there. She'll be interested because it's historical. Because the moon's really old. So she'll be like, oh, cool. History. I can see Neil Armstrong's footprints. Look at that flag. Great. She'll love it. Excellent. I think I'm hearing. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, we've now run out of space on the shuttle to the moon. All of the obnoxious people are on board. There's no room for any more. And so that'll be taking off shortly to mark 50 years of the moon landings. We'll be sending all of those people to the moon one way trip bye guys have a nice life um coming up next i'm a real adult 
something's happened and I'm just like, wow, I've grown up. This is adulthood. I'll tell you what it was after Sam Smith. This is How Do You Sleep? Wizard Radio, Sam Smith, How Do You Sleep? It's Alec Feldman here. And I think I'm a real adult now. 20 years old. I, I haven't quite felt like an adult yet. I still feel very much like I'm 14. Um, but this week, I think that changed. And I now understand what adulthood is. Is it an understanding of the world? Is it um, paying tax? Is it accepting that all of your dreams will be shattered? No, no, no. It's it's none of those things. It's getting a letter that says, you've been fined, give us your money. And and that to me is what adulthood means. Adulthood, sorry. And and I'm there. It's happened to me this week. I'm, I'm not happy about this, but here we are. I know I'm an adult because I've got a fine for driving in a bus lane. Is there anything more boring and mundane and grown up than that? I don't think there is. Getting done for being in a bus lane is peak adult boring life. And it's happened to me and it's happened to me sooner than I was expecting. I did not think that I would be the kind of person to get fined for being in a bus lane until at least 35. And then I could I could write angry letters to the council being like, how dare you? And all that kind of stuff. But but no, here I am at 20 with my first ever fine. And I mean, from a money perspective, I'm quite annoyed because I'm a bit skint at the moment anyway. I do not need to be giving 30 quid to Sheffield City Council. But here's here's how it happened, because, you know, I want to get my side of the story out there. Um, there's, I haven't got a chance in hell of being able to appeal it, but I, I want to get my story out there. Okay, I need closure on this terrible incident. I was driving a car. It wasn't my car. It was a work car. And I don't know my way around Sheffield because I'm not from Sheffield. I was just following this out and I'm trying to work out where I was supposed to go. It was very confusing. I had someone in the car, but they weren't doing a very good job of directing me. And I was just driving around, thought nothing of it. Got there in the end, got a bit lost on the way, but it was, it was fine. And then I get this email yesterday and it contains photographic evidence. Um, so that's always fun when you can like look at photos of yourself. And so I had a look and I checked it out and, and they were right, they've got me. It wasn't a bus lane, it was some weird road that looks like a normal road, except you're not allowed to drive on it unless you're a bus. And it was a really short road as well. And so I got caught out 30 quid for probably about 10 meters of road. But um, I was thinking, hang on a minute, how did I not notice this at the time? Were there any signs? Can I maybe say it's not fair you didn't signpost it? So I went onto Google Street View and I had a look at this place where they said I've been driving in a bus lane. And um, <laughs> what I saw was two signposts on either side of the road with, with massive signs on saying buses and taxis only in huge letters. Impossible to avoid. It also said it on the road markings. And I'm looking at this like, oh, you're kidding me. <laughs> they had these two massive signs there impossible to avoid impossible to miss and ignore and yet somehow i missed and indeed ignored these signs and did exactly what the signs told me not to do so <laughs> so now i'm 30 quid down because i couldn't read two really big signs so um big love sheffield i can't wait to get back on your roads i've had I had such a good time the first time unbelievable i've, I've grown up i've changed I'm not the same person I was before I got this fine. I'm now poorer and more boring and grown up. <sighs> Sad times. Okay, um, we're doing Connect for a bit differently this week, but don't worry, we are still getting on with that next here on Wizard Radio. We'll give you the full word you need after Lil Nas X and Panini. Lil Nas X and Panini, it's Wizard Radio. What, a, what an alarmingly short song. Um, it's Alec Feldman here. Hope you're good. Uh, right, what are we doing now? Oh yeah, Connect for. So, Connect is working a bit differently this week because five o'clock, you've got Miles Mikulski with the Unstoppable Sessions. And so we just wanna, wanna have time for Miles to get ready for that. And so we can't do Connect Four at the normal time right at the end of the show because everyone's got to get ready for this Unstoppable Session with NCS, which will be very interesting. And so I'll, I'm doing something else in that half hour. We're doing something I'm calling People Are Dumb, where it's just three news stories about humanity that makes you go, oh my God. What is wrong with the world? So that's coming up after half four, just so everybody can have a nice, easy ride into the unstoppable session. So we're doing Connect Four at 20 past four today instead. Now, that doesn't really make it much different for you other than 
you're going to have to listen out even earlier to make sure that you get crowned the Connect Four winner. Um, well, you know, never mind. I'm talking rubbish. Don't worry. Just, it's at 20 past four instead of 10 to five. It's fine. You'll be fine. Just listen then instead of at 4.50 and you can hear it. Um, so we need to get on with the words anyway. So if you haven't heard this before, how have you not? It's been on for like a year almost. We get four words out of the dictionary. They're chosen at random. James Gilmore is going to flick through his dictionary and I'm going to say stop. And whatever words at the top of the page, that is the word that we pick out. We get four of those and then you have to write a story that contains all four words. It's very, very simple. And we can get some quite weird random stories that really tickle the imagination. That's how it goes. So, uh, James, hey, you there? I am here with my dictionary in hand. Which one are we using today? The Oxford Mini School Dictionary with over 40,000 words and phrases. A very loyal servant of this feature. We love that dictionary. All right, then. Um, How are you feeling? What are your predictions for today's game? Um, I'm hoping for a variety of different words um, that help our listeners put together some interesting stories. How many letters do you think the words will be? Shall we just get on with flicking? Because this is like Eurovision-style interviews. <laughs> all right, all right. Word number one, then, get flicking. Okay, flicking. Meanwhile, get your notes app up on your phone, everybody else, and write down the words that we're about to give you. Then you can you can write your story. You need to be prepared for this. You need to be really on it. <sighs> okay, stop. Okay, your first word is club. Club. C-L-U-B, like club. Like a club bar, which is a chocolate biscuit bar. Oh, I've not had a club in years. They're quite good. Mm. I think I have one quite recently. I can't remember where, though. doesn't really matter. So club is the first word. Like the chocolate biscuit bar. Let's get word number two. Okay, flicking. He's flicking. And I'm waiting. And I'm going to tell him to stop any second. Or am I? Who knows? Who knows? Okay, stop. Okay, your second word. Fund. F-U-N-D. Like a emergency fund for a natural disaster such as an earthquake or a tsunami. Sure. Fund. Yeah. F-U-N-D. Club and fund are your first two words. Let's go backwards to get word number three. Okay, flicking backwards. Stop, please. Oh, wow. Okay, well, I was flicking quite fast there. Um, are we on the Zs? No, we are actually on the Ss. Oh, you made it a long way. Okay. Yeah, I made it a very long way. Uh, to be, I may have not started right at the back, if I'm going to be honest. Um, your third word is summer. Summer. Like what summer. it is now. Like... Or uh, the Calvin Harris song. 104 days of summer vacation. What number is it? What? Oh, you didn't have Disney Channel when you were younger, did you? No, five channels, that was it. <laughs> All right, well, it, was it wasn't on the BBC, fab. I don't know it. No, okay, wow. What, BBC Channel 4 or ITV? Yeah. Was your TV black and white? I have no idea what I was not quite not quite it was really thick though oh wow okay it's fine i had those years too i had those years so what what was that summer thing you're on about oh it was phineas and fab it's a tv show it's never fantastic. heard of it. no build platypus anyway um you can research that in your own time yeah let's just get the last word shall we okay flicking for that last word Hope, I hope it's a good flick. I hope the word is good. We've got club, flick. fund, and summer so far. Let's stop right this second. Okay. Your fourth word is mobile. Mobile, like what people used to call phones in the 90s. Yes. Call or me on my mobile. What babies have around their cot. Oh, yeah. That's a throwback. I know. That just came to my mind. Yeah. Okay. So the four words on Connect Four today are club, fund, summer, and mobile. Um, I thought we just say them in weird ways. Club, fund, summer, mobile. 07807 183 538 is the Connect Four hotline. 
get in your connections to that number that involve the word club, fund, summer, and mobile. If you win, you are entitled this week to a coupon at WH Smith for whatever it is they give you coupons for. Um, actually, you have to buy something to get one. I um, club fund summit mobile. If you win this week, connect for you can go to WH Smith and buy something, and they will then give you a voucher for something else. 07807183538 at Wiz Radio on Twitter, station at wizardradio.co.uk by email. Get your connections in. Club Fund Summer Mobile. Good luck. We're doing this this week, not at 4.50, at 20 past four. And on the way, I've got Martin Solberg and Marshmallow after the news now. It's four o'clock. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Recommended by doctors as part of a healthy diet. Martin Solberg intoxicated on Wizard Radio before that. Marshmallow came brown. One thing right, I'm Alec Feldman. Hi, thanks for having us on today. We are living in surreal political times. This isn't new. This is something we've known for a while. Everything has gone weird. It's all topsy-turvy. Things that aren't normal are being shrugged off like they happen every day. Another such thing happened yesterday. Courtesy, of course, who else would it be? Of Donald Trump. It's on Twitter again. Why has that man still got access to Twitter? Who, who lets him? Do they like take away his phones? And every time they take away a phone, he just whips out another one that's got hidden somewhere. I bet that's what happens. He's got a minder in the White House. They're like, Donald, no more phone. And they take it off him. And then they turn around. And when they turn back, he's whipped one out of his sleeve. Something like that. I'm sure of it. He sent a tweet yesterday at 9.01 p.m. UK time. With the most surreal set of name drops I've ever seen from an American president. He said... Just spoke to Kanye West about his friend ASAP Rocky's incarceration. I'll be calling the very talented Prime Minister of Sweden to see what we can do about helping ASAP Rocky. So many people would like to see this quickly resolved. Um, this is this is true. The biggest diplomatic crisis this weekend. Never mind all the boats in Iran. It's ASAP Rocky being in Swedish jail. I don't know what he's, he's in for. I haven't looked into it. But Donald Trump wants to help bust him out. And the person... The person he's having to help with that is is Kanye West, of course. Um, I'm sure they have a direct line. There's a red phone in the Oval Office. It rings, and when it rings, Donald knows that that's, that's the Kanye hotline. Kanye is on the phone to talk about ASAP Rocky. And because Kanye has the ear of the president, and he's a very close, trusted advisor, now the president's going to be calling the Prime Minister of Sweden and going, yo, talented Prime Minister of Sweden. ASAP Rocky, get him out, we need him home. What a weird world this is, where the President of the United States is getting a hip-hop star out of prison in Sweden at the request of another huge hip-hop star. A weird world. I think he should go one further, because the American President, he's got something called the Cabinet, right? It's loads of other people that he's appointed. They're not politicians as such. He's just been like, yeah, I want you to do this job, I want you to do this job. People disappointed to do certain jobs. And I was looking on a website called um, the American Cabinet for Kids. Just a really simple explanation. And he's got loads of people in his cabinet to do different jobs. You've got jobs like um, Homeland Security. They're a big one. They're like stopping terrorists. You've got defense, which again, very important. Details with the US military, the world's biggest. Is it the world's biggest? I think it is. Best funded, certainly. And um, the Secretary of State, that's the big job. That's the job that's like foreign secretary. They're in charge of all of America's foreign relations. That's what Hillary Clinton did for a few years, I think, under Obama. I think he should sack everyone. All of them. Every single in his cabinet at the moment should be fired. And he should replace them with hip-hop stars. Because he's clearly a very close confidant of Kanye West. They like advise each other. So why not bring Kanye West into government and bring loads of other hip-hop people in with him? So... I haven't done every cabinet position. I've just got a few as an example of what I propose, which people I think would be good for which job. So obviously Kanye West would be the Secretary of State. That's the big job. The second most important job after president obviously should go to Kanye because him and Don are clearly tight and he's a very close advisor. So he should go there. The Hillary Clinton of our time. Um, next up, the very important job of defence. I think defense should be Nicki Minaj. Um, why do you think? Why do I think this? You ask. I just think she doesn't take any rubbish from anybody. 
Look at all the Twitter spats she gets into. She would not take any rubbish from Iran or from, from Kim Jong-un or from Mexico or whoever it was. If they started, if they tried to cause beef, Nicki Minaj would not be having any of it. So I think she'd be good on defence. You know, she'd really stand up for America's interests. She could be in charge of the whole army. Yeah. Um, next, justice. Stuff to do with the Supreme Court, I'm assuming. I think Beyonce's a shout for this. I don't know why I think that necessarily. I've just always got the impression from Beyonce that she's tough as nails. She knows exactly what she wants. She's firm, but fair. I think you'd get a fair hearing if Beyonce was in charge of the Justice Department in the US. You know, I think she'd be a hard, hard Secretary of State, but a gentle, fair one as well. So that's who I want to promote to justice. The Treasury, in charge of all of the money. Obvious choice, 50 cent. No explanation needed. Next up, um, Homeland Security. They are the one that stopped terrorists, like I said, set up after 9-11. I think it should be two chains. He should be the Secretary of State in America for Homeland Security. Again, not necessarily based on his qualifications and his experience. I've just looked up his height. He's two meters tall. That's really tall. If you want to scare off potential terrorists, do it with a very, very tall man. That is two chains, almost two meters. He'll frighten them all away. ISIS who? They will cower at his knees because he's that tall. And education. The schools. Dr. Dre. He's a doctor, therefore he must be smart. He will know how kids should be taught. Clever guy. And um, finally, the very important department of agriculture, which I think should be Snoop Dogg, because I'm sure he, he really loves growing plants so that can be his job and that is what i think donald trump should do he should reshuffle his whole cabinet to put hip-hop stars in instead of the idiots he's got in there at the moment i think the country would be much more functional coming up next earlier than usual connect four is on first sebastian yatra and the jonas brothers this wizard radio sebastian yatra and the jonas brothers that was runaway it's alec feldman here and now half an hour earlier than usual let's do connect four just before the news i gave you four words that you had to work into a story. And that is the premise of Connect4. The words were club, fund, summer, and mobile. And um, you just had to work them in. They all had to be in there. And that is the only aim of the game. So let's see what connections we've got in this week. Remember, you're playing for the grand prize of a voucher at WH Smith if you buy something else in there anyway. So um, first up, Gabriel. Remember, club, fund, summer, and mobile. I'm off school for the summer now. Yay. Bingo. Last week, I went out to a nightclub for the first time. Wow. Me and some friends were out in London to a club, and, well, we didn't have the best time exactly. I didn't have the funds to buy any drinks because the drinks were so expensive. Couldn't even afford an apple juice. And someone nicked my mobile phone. I'll be going again in the future, but next time I'll bring more money and maybe not lose my phone. That is a very concise one that's got everything we need in. We've got summer, boom, club, boom, funds, boom, and mobile phone. Uh, Not really what people say these days, but it's in there for the purpose of this game. It totally works. Boom, 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 boom. Nice one, Gabriel. Good job. A strong start. Uh, Next, let's do Laura's. Laura says, when I was younger, I went to a summer club, which is code for... My parents didn't want to spend time with me, so they dug into their funds to pay for other people to look after me. Yeah, pretty much. The concept of it is very confusing to me, though. My parents paid other people to look after me and just trusted them to make sure we were okay. I didn't even have a mobile phone at that age, so I couldn't have contacted them if anything bad happened. Um, A very passionate rant against summer camps here. I think maybe Laura feels neglected by her parents or at least fictional Laura does because this is all usually a work of fiction at least partially um so we've got summer in there yeah a summer club two words next to each other I always appreciate that do we have funds they dug into their funds yeah and mobile phone yeah I think this has actually been a bit too easy for you lot this week there were some some good words but all quite straightforward there weren't any massive curveballs um 
Okay, let's let's move it forward. Amelia is next. My dad was telling me about what mobile phones were like before iPhones. Terrible times, they, they really were. Apparently, they were much cheaper than they are now. <laughs> yeah. Which is believable, because the new iPhone's over £1,000, she says. True. And you didn't have to take out a whole trust fund just to buy a new phone. When my dad was younger, he said he was in a club where a group of them bought a phone together and would take turns using it, which is a bit lame, to be honest. And he said that in the summer, if you didn't have a phone, you'd actually have to hang out with friends in person, which I definitely don't believe. Yeah, I, I think that was the thing. I remember when I was at primary school and I didn't have a phone and you'd actually have to, to see people and go around to people's houses for play dates. Um, let's, let's go through this one then. We had, we had mobile phones, obviously. I do like the idea of a club where, <laughs> where everyone chips in for one of those massive, probably brick mobile phones with the aerial that you have to pull up and you can all take it in turns to make calls and like, maybe go hang out and be like, oh, let's make phone calls. And they're like, sorry, is there anyone you want to call? And they just call people because they might as well, seeing as they've all got access to this shared phone. What a great idea. Ah, the, the 80s or 90s. What a time they must have been. Um, good use of, of trust fund. Always like a message that talks about trust funds and other financial instruments. And um, yeah, in the summer, there we go. A really strong entry. I cannot fault that one bit. These are all very high quality today. I'm going to have a hard time choosing which one is able to go to WH Smith to buy something and then redeem their, their voucher for something else in the future. Um, but we've got one more that we've got time to get through. And then I will make my very, very tough decision. This is from Ollie. I did something for the first time last week. I entered a TV contest on my mobile. Wow. You know, the ones where you can text in to win loads of money. Yep. When my dad found out that I'd done this, he was so angry. <laughs> he was so angry. I thought he was going to club me around the head. Maybe, maybe don't enter TV competitions. Call Childline instead. Apparently, it's really expensive to send those types of texts. So he's taken the money out of my summer fund of money to use when going out with my friends. I didn't even win the contest, so it was a lose-lose situation for me. Yeah, yeah, what were you expecting? Why would why would they give you money for free? Obviously, it's going to be a massive premium rate. £5 a text. You know what is expensive? I read this in the news the other week. I didn't know, it was months ago. A call to 118, 118 can cost you like 70 quid. And I was thinking, who in 2019 is still phoning 118, 118? But, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm rambling. Um... Yeah, don't bother entering those contests where they're like, Hi, I'm on a beach. You could be on this beach. Just text the answer to the, the really easy question. What colour is the sky? Is it A, red, B, green, or C, blue? Obviously, it's going to be blue. Um, Yeah, waste of time entering those, and they're very expensive. So I can understand why he's angry, although I would not justify clubbing your child around the head because they've entered a premium rate text competition and their phone bill's gone through the roof. That is not great parenting. I don't have kids, obviously. I'm 20 years old. Um, but if I did, I, I don't think that would be the kind of parenting technique I'd use. And I think that is advice I can give out to most people who are parents. Don't club your kids around the head. Um, nonetheless, this is all fictional, so I don't think we need to alert social services to Ollie's message. And it now just comes to deciding which of these messages I think should be the winner. Remember, the words were Club Fun, Summer Mobile, everybody got them in very well. Totally seamless, like you could barely notice, which is why it's so difficult to pick, because it was kind of easy this week. Um, do I want the premium rate text competition from Ollie? Do I want Amelia's dad's phone club in the 80s? Do I want Laura's summer club? Or do I want Gabriel and his nightclub getting a phone stolen? Oh, I can't pick. This is hard. I think I'm either going to go with Amelia and her dad who shared the phone with his friends or Ollie and his dad clubbing him around the head. They both involve dads, which is interesting. Maybe I, I just like messages that involve dads. Uh, uh, let's, you know what? I like, I like the idea of the phone club too much. It's got to be Amelia. Well done, Amelia. You are the champion of Connect4 this week. Well done. You can go to WH Smith now. You can buy a magazine or some stationery and then you go and pay for it 
and when you go to pay they'll give you a little voucher that you can then use for for something else and that will be your prize on connect for well done you do have to buy something yourself with your own money in order to redeem that though so um i, I can't give it to you but well done everybody thanks for getting involved it's not time for me to go now normally it would be but we're doing connect for early so for the next half hour of the show something i'm calling people are dumb i'll explain exactly what that's all about in a second first this is aj mitchell and move on alec feldman on wizard radio saturdays three till five five o'clock tonight miles bukowski's here with the last unstoppable session with nts of the summer he's talking pop culture today so check that one out half an hour's time Unstoppable session with NTS and Mars Mikulski on Wizard Radio Station. I was AJ Mitchell. Move on. And until then, you've got Alec Feldman. Hi. How is it going? Uh, on the way as well, Dominic Fike, Alec Benjamin, my favourite obs, MO, Taylor Swift. Next four songs on the show. And now, though, we've moved things around a little bit this week. And the last half hour of the show, I'm calling People Are Dumb. It's a working title. I found these three news stories. I thought I'd put them all next to each other on the show of people doing really weird things just kind of the dumbest slash weirdest of humanity that's what the next half hour will sound like on the show and first up first though want to talk about tupac which isn't normally the kind of the kind of artist i really talk about on the show but there's a very good reason if you don't know who tupac is he was a rapper he was big in like the 80s and 90s i think he was assassinated in 1996 or was he? Hmm. He might still be alive. Nobody really knows. Some people think he's hiding in Area 51. But that's kind of besides the point. Because as far as Jerry Foxhoven was concerned, Tupac was, was very sadly dead. Who is Jerry Foxhoven? I hear you ask. Well, he's a US government employee. He is 66 years old. Um, I've seen a picture of him. He's kind of got very, very grey hair. Kind of old looking. Bit of a double chin, you know. I guess it goes all flabby when you're old. Not really the kind of person you necessarily expect to be a massive Tupac fan, but he is. He loves the guy. He is obsessed. So much so that his love for Tupac cost him his US government job. I saw this article the other day. Brilliant. It's so, so weird. Such a weird set of events. This guy who was obsessed with Tupac kind of let him, let it affect his work to quite a large degree. Because he, he kept sending emails to his staff. I think he was quite high up. He managed loads of people. Sent emails to his staff. Always referencing Tupac. All the time. Probably every single email. It says here, 350 pages in total of emails that contained quotes and references to Tupac. Why? I, I know you like the guy, but how can you find so much relevancy in his work that you send it out in your emails? 350 pages worth. Incredible. Um, the obsession also went as far as having Tupac Fridays in the office where, you guessed it, he just made everyone listen to Tupac in the office, blasted it out over the speakers, and they had to listen whether or not they liked Tupac. And uh, when his birthday rolled around, he, he made some cookies and brought them in for everyone. There were special Tupac cookies. I don't really know what a Tupac cookie is, but apparently he, he made them. And he was like, hey everyone, eat my Tupac cookies. He really loves Tupac. And on his birthday as well, he sent an email out to 4,000, 4, sorry, 300 people. That's a lot of email power that he's got. 4,300 people in his address book to say, hey guys, it's Tupac's birthday today, so make sure you listen to a Tupac song. And if you don't, you'll be fired. Maybe not the last bit, I don't know. And I have, I've seen one of the emails here that he sent. I've got a picture about Father's Day, and I want to read it to you. Because this is, it's just so weird that this was an email that got sent out in an actual workplace. But more to the point, this guy exists who thinks this is like normal and fine and not the weirdest work email to ever receive ever. <clears throat> Dear all, you may have already received my email reminding you that this Sunday is Father's Day. Already received the email. Yes, he's already sent one. I'm sure you're already aware that this Sunday is also... Tupac's birthday! Um, apparently he'd be 48 if he was still alive. So, uh, of course, says Jerry Foxhoven66, I will be celebrating both Father's Day and Tupac's birthday. I hope you all enjoy this day as well and take the time to enjoy one of his songs. Hard to believe he's been gone for almost 23 years. Here is an inspirational quote by him. Pay no mind to those who talk behind your back. It simply means that you are two steps ahead. 
Oh, and by the way, on his birthday, I will have finished my second full year of serving as your director. These two years have flown by, and it's been such an honour to lead such a dedicated group of people. Thanks, everyone. What's so much to digest? Celebrating Father's Day and Tupac's birthday. That's how much his love for Tupac affects his life. He celebrates his actual birthday and makes all his employees do it. Utterly, utterly mad. But very sadly, this guy seems to have been sacked from his job. The day after he sent that email, they asked him to resign. So, so no more Tupac in the workplace, but hopefully this will give him more time to, to listen to Tupac. I don't know. I did think that was really weird, but I, I thought about it, and I can actually kind of see myself getting like that, maybe. Uh, not with Tupac, but a person I personally am obsessed with. You all know who it is, because I talk about him all the time, a bit like Jerry. It's Craig David. If I am ever in a position where I am managing people, 4,300 people I could send an email to, like that, if that's ever me, I think maybe I, I'd be the same. Maybe I would. I'll send an email out. Hi, everyone. 5th of May next week, Craig David's birthday. So make sure you're all having some special Craig David time. Listen to Craig David songs and we can have a Craig David cake. That kind of stuff. Um... Or sending out inspirational quotes by Craig David. Hi all, just remembering at the start of the week that today is Monday when you could meet a girl. As long as you're making love by Wednesday, that's all that matters. <laughs> all the best. Alec, this this could be me. I can't hope it's not, but I could see it happening a little bit. Who knows? So that, that's the guy that got fired from his job for sending over 350 pages worth of emails about Tupac. For the next section of People Are Dumb, we'll be heading to Liverpool. First, though, I want to play this from Dominic Fike. Dominic Fike, we've never heard of before. He's just kind of appeared. This song has blown up a little bit. So I've done some digging. I've got loads of facts for you. They're all real facts, obviously. I wouldn't spread lies on this show. And I've condensed all this information that I've got about Dominic Fike just for you into a 60-second guide. So here is my 60-second guide to Dominic Fike. Alex, totally accurate, definitely not made up 60-second guide. Dominic Fike is a singer. He likes riding his Dominic bike, going on Dominic hikes, and what can diagnose his murder with Dick Van Dyke. His favourite shoes are made by Nike, and he once pierced his foot on a spike. He has a brother called Mike, and his favourite president of the United States is Eisenhower, whose first name was Ike. He's a keen chef and loves to cook fish, especially pike. Dominic is an enthusiastic member of a trade union, and once, when he thought his record label weren't paying him enough money, he went on strike. When he was younger, he used to ride around the playground in one of those little red cars with a yellow roof. You know, the ones made by little tykes. When he's not making music, he loves to learn about history, especially European history. He's around about everything from the French Revolution to the German Third Reich. As you might have guessed, he only does things that rhyme with his own name. And that's Dominic Fike in 60 Seconds. This is Wizard Radio with Alec Benjamin. <laughs> Did you smell that? <laughs> it must have been the wind. Before that, Dominic Fike, Three Nights, M.O., Taylor Swift on the way, it's Alec Feldman here. And we're in the middle of doing something a little bit different. We've just kind of rejigged the end of the show so we can get ready for the Unstoppable Sessions with Miles Mikulski and NCS at 5 o'clock today. We're doing something called People Are Dumb, which is just three news stories I found about really dumb, weird things happening in the world. And I wanted to share them with you to showcase the dumbest of humanity it really is. And we're heading to Liverpool next. So thanks to the Liverpool Echo for providing this story for me. Um, do you remember last year when KFC ran out of chicken for some reason and the country kind of ground to a halt? Everyone panicked. There was shock, confusion on the streets of the UK. Well, the Liverpool Echo, this newspaper, did a live feed the other day because a McDonald's in Liverpool city centre closed early, one lunchtime. That, that was it. And this was... This was groundbreaking journalism apparently the headline on the website was customers in tears after liverpool city center mcdonald's suddenly closes and it was basically self-explanatory the liverpool mcdonald's closed early and and people didn't know what to do i did do some research there are there are five other mcdonald's in liverpool but Apparently this was still newsworthy and this was a big crisis. My favourite thing was was the way apparently one person, just, just one, was in tears. Who's crying over McDonald's? How much do you want a McDonald's to, to get all the way to McDonald's, see its clothes and go... <laughs> no! <laughs> I just wanted a Big Mac!
Come on, put yourself together. Walk down the road to the one that's like two minutes away. But they did an interview with someone, which I think is just brilliant. I, I can't quite tell whether the person they're talking to is totally taking the mick or whether this is genuinely how he feels. So I'll leave you to make your own mind up. Listen to this. Shocked, um, in disbelief, hungry and uh, startled is how I feel about the McDonald's closing. I can't believe. I'm really sad. Such raw emotion there conveyed by this person. And then the guy interviewing him asks another question, which to me is quite a dumb question, but here we go. Have you ever seen one clothes before? Never. Never seen a McDonald's clothes ever before. It's a first. Of course he's seen a McDonald's clothes before. They close every night. They have to. They're not open 24 hours. Most of them aren't anyway. So if you're walking around at night, you will have seen a closed McDonald's. It's not that deep. They open again the next day. It's all fine. As it turned out, this McDonald's did open again the next day. But it's been treated like McDonald's has gone bust forever. Come on, pull yourselves together. And um, the final question, which I think was on all of our minds. So what are you going to do now? Find somewhere else to eat. No, really? Really? Find somewhere else? I would never have known that. Thank God there are people out there holding companies to account, asking all the important questions such as, what are you going to do now McDonald's is closed? Come on! Is there nothing going on in Liverpool? Is this the only thing that happened all day? They're sitting in the newspaper office. They're like, uh, there's no news today. Uh, uh, what are we going to write about? And then all of a sudden the phone rings. Someone picks up. They're like, hello? Okay. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. Goodbye. And then screams out to the whole office, there's been some news! And everyone gets up, they're like clapping and cheering and whooping. And they're like, what is it? And she's like, McDonald's in the city centre has closed early. And they're all like, oh, well, should we send someone down there? Yeah, why not? These are the stories that people need to know about. So that is part two of People Are Dumb. And I have one more story of dumb humanity for you. It involves an aeroplane. That's coming up after M.O. and A.J. Tracy with Q Sides. Wizard Radio, M.O., A.J. Tracy and Q Sides. It's Alec Feldman. We're getting close now. Eight minutes to go until the Unstoppable Sessions with NCS. Mars Bukowski's taking a look at pop culture today. Check that out at five o'clock. Me until then. Normally, it'll be Connect Four time at this point. But we did that earlier on because we've, we've just shuffled everything around to make sure Mars can get ready for the Unstoppable Sessions. So, instead of that... The last half hour of the show has been dedicated to something called People Are Dumb, where we just showcase the dumbest of humanity. We've already talked about the tears shed because McDonald's in Liverpool City Centre closed early one day. We've talked about the boss who got fired for being obsessed with Tupac. And the last thing I have for you involves someone getting really aggy on a plane. It was a 25-year-old woman on a flight to Turkey, jet two holidays. And for some reason, it doesn't explain why, she just got really, really angry and was just kind of on a, on a maddened rampage, according to this, this article. Screaming, she was kicking, she was punching stewards. So just, in short, quite angry, not a very pleasant person to be on a flight with. And apparently, according to an eyewitness, she had the strength of a fully grown man. Ugh, strong. And she was just making a fuss on a plane, beating everyone up, and then ran towards the cockpit door. So people were like, oh my god, is she going to hijack this plane? What's happening? And they were, all, they were all quite scared, very concerned. Cabin crew tried to fight her off and restrain her, but they, just, they couldn't. She was too strong because she was as strong as a fully grown man, apparently. And they couldn't do anything. They were all, I'm imagining, lying in the aisles, just kind of bruised, beaten up, defeated. Maybe their heads were kind of spinning a bit. You can see the stars and the birds. And at this point... What this flight really needed was a hero. Someone who can take on this woman and get her back in a seat and make sure the flight makes it to Turkey. And um, on this occasion, the heroes came in the form of a couple who were in their mid to late 50s called Lorna and Clive. Unlikely heroes, I think you'll agree. There aren't many superheroes called, called Clive, but maybe now there should be. <laughs> get the next Marvel movie onto it. Super Clive, they can tell the story of this, this plane incident. So, uh, Lorda and Clive, your, your lovely next door neighbours whose kids have gone off to uni and so they, they go to 
bridge club or whatever, go on cruises. They restrain this woman. She, they do what the cabin crew couldn't. They restrain her, they strap her back into a seat. And the main focus of the article was on their, their heroic acts of bravery, of course, big up Lorna and Clive, but also the fact that they were rewarded for their endeavors with one free soft drink each. What a prize. Uh, the woman who was, who was kicking off, she got 85 grand as a fine. She had to pay to the airline and banned from all holidays with Jet 2 forever. These guys get, get a free drink. That's their cut of the 85 grand. And so they're like, oh, it's, it's ridiculous. We should get a share of that money. We restrained her. So, you know, great, lovely. I uh, hope Lorna and Clive, the heroes we needed but don't deserve, do get more of a reward than just a glass of Fanta. But I'm more interested in why she was kicking off because it doesn't say. It doesn't say what was going on. Maybe she was being drunk and disorderly. Who knows? Maybe she was just a really a scared flyer. But what was she going towards the cockpit for? What was she trying to do? I think I know. I have a theory. Jet 2 Holidays. You think Jet 2 Holidays. You think Jess Flynn, right? So maybe, I've heard they just play this song on repeat throughout the whole flight. I don't know whether it's true, but maybe this woman was just really sick of Jess Glynn. Maybe she hates Jess Glynn, cannot stand her. And we just sat on the on the flight like, I can't take this anymore if I hear this sodding song one more time. And then on it comes again, and she's just like, ah! And so up she gets, goes to the, the cockpit, fully ready to storm in and go, you turn this noise off right now, or this plane's going down. Um, probably a good thing she didn't make it to the cockpit. I don't know really what it would do for Jessica's career if she was responsible for a plane crash. Wouldn't be a good look, but that's, that's definitely what was going on. She was just trying to get Jessica to stop singing. And that concludes People Are Dumb, the one-off half hour of the show showcasing the dumbest people in the country right now. Mars McCorsley coming up next with the Unstoppable Sessions with NCS talking all things pop culture. Listen, it will be very interesting. I'm sure I'll have a really good conversation about that. So check it out at five o'clock. Not long to go. I'll speak to you next week and I'll finish with Taylor Swift. You need to calm down. A song that could have been applied to that lady on the plane. There goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.